I'll be uh, completely honest with you, Matson. I watched this high as a mother trucking kite because <laughs> when I came back from Florida, I brought the swamp in my lungs. So I've been <laughs> battling cough and cold and fever and flu. So this was an experience. Welcome to What's Our Verdict podcast. If you're wondering, this is a different voice for our movie and TV shows today for The Peripheral. I will be your host, Matson Heiner, a.k.a. The Real Ginge, with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We're missing our main man, JJ, today, but may he return to the next podcast. Well, with that being said, we are here to discuss The Peripheral, episode six. And I think, Alec, do we have... I'm assuming two more because they usually don't end on an odd number. I believe it's eight. I uh, think it is eight as well. I don't know of a show that ends on seven or – well, they end on nine a lot of times, but never seven. Never not lucky number seven. Whatever they're going to end on, though, they need to kind of hurry it up. <laughs> they're continuing to add layer upon layer upon layer and – Well, remind me, Alec, were you, did you – I think you missed last week's, right? You were out doing I some wonderful things. So I think our our yeah our listeners would love to get your perspective on uh, kind of just where you at. You said there's a lot going on. Just just lay it out for us. Sure. Um, I'll be uh, completely honest with you, Matson. I watched this high as a mother trucking kite because <laughs> when I came back from Florida, I brought the swamp in my lungs. So I've been <laughs> battling cough and cold and fever and flu. So this was an experience. Um, it was cool kind of seeing, you know, at the start of this episode, we saw, uh, Texas, the Outback, um, and we got to see, uh, what's his bucket Burton and company and everything like that. And that was probably one of the coolest openings to an episode I've ever seen in any show. Uh, the brutality of it was nuts. Um, and then from there, it just kind of got better. And I don't know if that was mostly the cough syrup and the day quill and the <laughs> ginger ale talking or if it was just really that good. But this episode I loved. There was so much going on, but I am starting to worry about where they're going to wrap things up for the season. The way that this started with the the scene of them being in Texas that was the same scene we saw a couple episodes earlier, right? With the stub, right? And it looked like it was them, right? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> See, I'm dying. It was uh, that the previous episode. See, you can't get me excited, Matt, and I'm going to die. My insides want to be my outsides. But it was uh, they, they planted this specifically to test the behavior of Burton and company. So it was all a plant, all a kind of scheme or a game to the future to kind of test their behavior and see who would go after the dog. And it was Connor who then we figure out why he's a triple amputee. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was also kind of cool, but it got me thinking and uh, too bad JJ isn't here. Cause I think he would enjoy this, but it got me thinking Matson, was there actually a war or does Burton and friends just think there was because they were part of this behavior kind of analysis well, they and did so, mention, wasn't it like 19 days since they've been in like a like a firefight or something like that? Yeah. So I'm wondering if there was 
even a war or if this was just created around this story in this stub for them specifically to experience uh, because mm-hmm. they don't see any sniper fire. You know, that was one of their concerns. We see Connor when he's heading down, you know, Leon, I think it is, calls out like, hey, look out, you know, type of a thing. And it turns out mm-hmm. to be a bird. There's no any kind of sign of enemy. It's just them and their kind of platoon. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's uh, all a little bit of a game for the future. Uh, it, it just might be. It just it just might be. I mean, I I was thinking the same thing, because the more that we know and how much they're manipulating through these various steps, it's like, what what's to say what we've seen that passes any of it really real to an extent? Right. So one thing I want to ask you, since we didn't have you last episode, and they still talked about this episode, is what's in Flynn's head that uh, the RI wants, specifically uh, their leader, whose name, gosh, I always forget, uh, Newland, Dr. Newland. What do you think, is there something that got downloaded into her brain? I've still been kind of speculating that, but I'm not 100% sure. Curious if you have any theories. Yeah, that's a a tricky one, because... I'm almost curious if there isn't anything um, and they just think that she took something, uh, but Alita took it or um, it ended up with Will for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't even think of what it could possibly be, to be honest. What could be so important to them that they would, you know, spend incredible amount of resources to kill Flynn and the stub unless it was something to do with the creation of stubs um, or something with her stub specifically. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I got no idea. What are your thoughts? I'm just as confused as you. Like, I don't know if there was some data dump and I mean, they haven't really given us anything that we could really speculate what it, what it could or would be. Um, so I don't know if they're, I don't even, I don't think there's enough there for me to even really say, cause this show as you've, said at the beginning of this continues to come up with new layers so like i don't even i'm not even sure what they have in store for us because it just it just really keeps going uh but i think that's partly why i love this but to your point i don't really know what our cliffhanger is going to be for season one at the moment right it's probably gonna be something dumb like everybody dies Um, I do have a question for you, though. What did you think of this inspector? Oh, I was going to ask you. You know what? It, it made me think of you. I was like, if there was a character that Alec would love to be, it'd be this inspector to just say a bunch of metaphors and puns and just act like you're the shit and know it all and just make people feel miserable as you just basically tell them what is going to happen. I thought you would have been a perfect inspector. <laughs> This inspector made it through the fog that was my, you know, deathbed while I was watching it. And oh my gosh, the way they came in and just completely took over and scared that poor uh, henchman so bad. He was like shaking when he was pouring the tea Mm -hmm. and shaking all around. I was like, dude, you could not look any more guilty than you are right now. Like, Like this inspector doesn't need any help. It sounded like they had AI or, you know, assistance of some kind in their mm-hmm. brain to help them outsmart literally everybody um, as it was. They don't need help. 
and he's over here shaking. I was like, dude, I felt so bad for the mafia boss. So I forget his name, but he was just having to be like, dude, I hired the wrong dude, man. This guy cannot. Yeah, Lev Lev was not a happy camper during that. Mm-hmm. I think it it was just because that was the last that was the other piece we haven't seen it like someone from the the Metropolitan because we've seen the RI we've seen the oligarchy but we hadn't really we we'd seen mach, a machine uh, that was a policeman but that it wasn't you know, we always curious well what's a player like from that other side of the fence and man it sure feels like it's it's good to be in the metropolitan when you i don't know what ai chip enhancement they got going on but she knew every like everything to the point of i mean i guess they could have assassinated the people right there on scene like after the, she talked about having a trial or whatever it is and she's like she said like five or seven minutes from now like you could be actually like whoa like I guess they well, we've improved our jury and executioner. Yeah, we've improved our judicial system. Um, right? Where's Judge Dredd? I don't know, <laughs> but I really think you could have been a great inspector. And would I would be. have loved that job. That has me written all over it. Because you say clever things and you like to figure things out, and I think putting those two together, you would be a very scary person. And I'm a total asshole, so it all works out. It's perfect. We just have to work on you wearing ridiculous outfits. Because uh, bandana's not doing it. I don't know. Like, I think you're gonna have to go more extreme than that. More extreme than the bandana. All right, next episode. But I'll it, wear a mankini. <laughs> it begs the question: with all this augmented reality and everything, and this chip or whatever, like, because we saw in that episode uh, they touch their fingers a little bit more and really saw like, Hey, the people are actually not the people, the buildings, most of them are actually not the buildings. And I get why the RI has done that. Cause definitely would it seem lonely and just a sad, depressing place to be around. I agree with that. But it, like, I think uh, Chloe asked a question, like what is the ROI if they're getting, if they're doing this, what are they doing behind the scenes? Like if they're just pumping that into humans brains, that just seems you think about today's terms if people knew that people would be freaking out it's shady for sure um but yeah it kind of makes you wonder if something like that could be happening for example in a big city like manhattan and all of a sudden you realize that all the people that you're looking at aren't really there like it really puts into perspective how much this jackpot really messed up the world yeah but who took a like everybody yeah and 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 you still don't know everyone that we've seen how many of them is like is lev is that his real form or is he running a peripheral as well and you just don't know there's so many unanswered questions i think amazon's done a really good job with both rings of power and now the peripheral and keeping those unanswered questions kind of long term right like we don't really know what's going on it's frustrating because i like to know what's going on but at the same time, it keeps adding to the mystery and the intrigue, and it makes me want to watch every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you at with uh, Tommy Constantine uh, as we are starting to get his story arc and where he fits into this? <laughs> I feel bad for the dude. He's he's a, he's a stereotypical good cop that nobody trusts. Um, but this poor dude, we figure out that uh, the sheriff is the one that blasted him. Like... 
I mean, you know, not everybody likes their boss, but I'm pretty sure my boss wouldn't do that to me. Eh, 45% sure he wouldn't do it to me. But that's like... What, I mean, the sheriff hit him hard. Like, could maybe could have waited then a little easier. Like, dude could have died. <laughs> yeah. Like, straight up. No qualms about killing the only deputy who seems to be doing any police work in the entire county. Um, of course, it makes sense because the sheriff's crooked. But, you know, like, I feel bad for Tommy Constantine. This poor dude just needs to take a vacation. Like, it's wife fiance soon to be wife Mm -hmm. whoever just kept saying you know lie low and let's get out of here as soon as her uh clinicals are up or whatever it was but yeah i feel bad for the dude because nobody wants to talk to him um the one time he gets kind of burton and flynn to trust him he loses his perp nearly dies um because his boss took him out like that's the epitome of a bad day not to mention he lost the invisible SUVs. It just seems like a little careless that the sheriff would have just walked up, but I guess he would have thought Tommy was like knocked out or something. I was like, yeah, it seems a little oversight. But then again, was the sheriff that worried? Because clearly it's a small town. He's running it underneath Corbell Pickett. I, originally, I thought it was Corbell Pickett that just did it. Uh, didn't think it was the sheriff, but now – that the sheriff's in his pocket. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And it must be because he was sitting in the dude's office at the police station. Like, And I know you love the uh, the password to, to watch the video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that made you chuckle even through your, your fog. Oh, yeah. It probably made me chuckle a little bit more because I was a little bit doped up. But, yeah. Like, I love this kind of... Uh, I guess, you know, the small town feel where you got this uh, crime boss, right? Corbell Pickett, who owns the town, um, owns the police force, owns everything. But he's still not willing to go after Burton and Flynn directly because Burton's going to just chew him up and spit him out. Like Corbell Pickett's not going to get in trouble if he were to kill the Fishers. He's not going to do it. Who's going to get him into trouble, right? Nobody. He runs yeah. the town. Yeah, worse, he's going to get a slap on the wrist and, you know, have to post bail for like 10 grand. And that's whatever. And he's done and he's out. I mean, he's got a badass partner, whether that's his wife or someone oh, else, whoever that is. She she loves it. She definitely uh, enjoys it almost probably as much as Corwell Pickett. I mean, I, she was overjoyed. You could tell the whole the the uh, taser only level three mind you <laughs> i don't want to see what the higher levels can do holy smokes it ate that guy up that dude's a tank but like i was watching this with Tane, i was like you know would would Pickett just be confident to leave her there with him but i get i mean I don't know with how like that he couldn't get the collar off. All he had to do is click a button. I'm trying to think if I would as well. I don't know. Like I just don't know if I would. I wouldn't take him in to begin with. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we're not those people, but <laughs> I, I, maybe that's hard to get into my, the mindset of them. And yeah, I don't know, but well, just seemed a little butt off in the woods somewhere. Where she I could seemed go just a little overtly careless about it, like so confident that she was in power that he wasn't going to try and do anything to get out of it. 
To be fair, though, he was pretty sneaky in how he got out. Um, but I don't think I would have thought to break the fish tank and try and. I thought he was out. just gonna throw it at her. Yeah, like that. we didn't even shore it out. He just conducted his oh, electricity right. through him, through her, through the water. Yeah. Which I don't know if that works or doesn't work, but it worked so. for the show. Yeah, I think so many things have to go right for that to happen um, that I would just rather take a gamble and throw the bookend at her head and hope I hit her. This is the second show we reviewed, though, with Andor that has used water to like conduct or short electricity. So I don't know what the all these writers are powwowing together. Yeah, maybe we're just wrong. And this is the new thing. Everybody's they, using water and electricity now. They know physics. <laughs> but I really enjoyed that dynamic. And I mean, I like um, having Corbell on screen. I, I enjoy his character. I like the layer, the small town feel that he adds to it and and for me, anytime Burton is on screen, Burton just steals the show for me. His scenes, especially in the all the interactions he had with Connor um, and just getting a little bit more about their backstory, their relationship. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And I hope we can get more of that tandem because honestly, um, Burton's my favorite character. Oh, hands down. Um, he's the best part of this entire show, which is unfortunate because there's so many other good parts that I think he overshadows just by being in it, which I'm not complaining too much because I love him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like oh, there could be so much more going on if he didn't steal everything he was in. Um, um, remind me, and this is something I, I need some to clear up some confusion, two things. Neoprims, are they a terrorist organization that doesn't like the new kind of world order and they want to upset it because the power is in like too few of groups. I've been a little conf confused about who or what is a neoprim. Uh, a neoprim. Cause that's what they keep saying. Like Annalita is a, a neoprim. Oh yes. That would, Maybe makes sense to me. Um, some kind of follower of a because remember, I, like the Wil Wilf killed like five neoprims or whatever. Um, you know, it says neoprims are people in the future timeline who use technology to purposely imitate living in a time before technology. Interesting. So they use technology to live in a time when there was no technology? Um, in other words, Alita has a knowledge of how biological systems work and how to integrate technology and biology in a way that is generally not practiced in the future. So it sounds by that description that she's just kind of mixing biology with technology instead of just using pure technology. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder if it's um, – you remember the bodyguard guy that got – stabbed in the face uh yeah a couple episodes ago how he came back and he had that weird facial thing and he was well, like, he's a machine those, yeah the machine things mm -hmm. i wonder if it's because when alita builds her peripherals she makes them human or human looking versus using one of those machine robots because she had those two little henchmen who mm -hmm. pulled out uh flynn's eye in like the first mm -hmm. or second episode 
I wonder if that's what the neoprim means. Yeah, I'm still a little fuzzy on that, uh, but because I, I read somewhere else that it's like a terrorist organization. Could uh, be. Could be both. So it seems like people have differing theories on on what that exactly means. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to... Is there anything else you wanted to cover from this episode or just generally about the show? I don't think so. I think we did a pretty good job. It was a great episode, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Everything has been entertaining. If we keep going on where we're at, like as I was sitting, talking to JJ about the last ep- last episode, like this is probably going to be the best thing I watched this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's up there. Um, and it's got some stiff competition. It does. There's been some good things we've seen this year. But, man, like the acting to this, the interesting – I mean, the actors are great. Like everything is great. But, man, just the the plot on this is just intriguing to me. Very intriguing. I don't even like you said. I think your only complaints so far is you're worried about how it ends or where it's going. But I think it's also because there's so much that they're introducing, and all of it's been great so far that it just leaves you wondering how they're going to end it. And I'd rather have that problem than having a very straightforward story that you're just like, yeah. And I think I'm mostly worried that what's going to happen is they're going to end it on some big cliffhanger, and then mm-hmm. either not pick it up for season two, or it's going to fall off after season three. And so the story is going to go untold Mm -hmm. uh, through its entirety. And we'll get something like uh, what we just had happen with Westworld, where it's, ah, I don't get to see the end of the story. Um, Or even a show that came out a while ago, Firefly, right, where they just kind of ixnated after one season. It's like, ah, dude. So I think that's what I'm kind of worried about, is I like to have a little bit of closure in case it doesn't get picked up or finished off. Yeah, well... We got two more to find out. So we are very, very excited. Well, on that note, uh, Alec, I hope you can do a good job closing this out because I didn't tell our listeners to hit that follow, like, or subscribe button at the beginning of this episode. But I know that you're going to tell our listeners where and when and what they can find us on. JJ's totally going to fire you since you didn't tell him that. I know. (laughs) All right, here we go. Okay, guys, I'm back. Pardon my voice for sounding like death. I got engaged while in Florida and I've been sick ever since. Clearly, the universe is trying to tell me something, but I refuse to listen and remain as hard, hard, as hard headed as ever. Uh, anywho, thank you once again for tuning into our live show of the peripheral. We continue to go live on Mondays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, but with Andor and this show winding down, our live shows may consist of some homebrew content. I'm pitching for stand-up comedy with JJ. Uh, Fingers crossed that Mattson agrees and we can get him to do it. In the interim, you can always find us on the interwebs wherever fine podcasts can be found, including Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. Uh, We are also still releasing a new cinematic review every Monday. Uh, Go check out the latest, which was released today. I believe it was Black Panther Wakanda for... Wakanda forever or something, something. It was Wakanda for something. Um, Is there not enough? What's our verdict in your life currently? Consider joining us on Patreon for some exclusive content releases, as well as voting rights on upcoming content that we will release. Big shout out to our current patron, Matson's 13 Toes. I bet you went wee, wee, wee all the way home. Thanks again for tuning in. And now back to you, Matson. Alec, thank you for that lively, lively close out there. And yes, congratulations on the big engagement. Thank you. Very, very exciting. Glad that she said yes. Funny story, actually. 
We have time. You oh, it. go for it. So uh, I am I proposed at Disney World in Animal Kingdom in their Pandora land that they have there. I don't know if you've been to mm-hmm. Disney World. That's okay. So I, I picked my spot, right? And it was a little bit sequestered out of the way. And so, you know, got down on one knee, asked her the question. And she's a bit awkward like I am. So her initial response was, wait, really? Right. Not yes. Not no. <laughs> wait, really? So my brain is lagging at this point. Right. Because, yeah, like, that's that's not, you know, you're like, uh, the response is not. yes. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh, so she said, wait, really? And immediately followed it up with yes. Right. So wait, really? Yes. Before <laughs> I got, you know, before I heard the yes, my mind was already going to what? So she went, wait, really? Yes. And I went, what? So then she went, yes. And I went, what again? And so I had to ask like three different times to finally get the <laughs> correct actual process of answering it. So that's a little bit of story time for me. That's about as awkward as anybody could. But she knew it was coming, though, because you from I saw that you posted about it like she, she went like kind of picked out the ring and stuff too so it shouldn't be like yeah so she kind of had an idea i didn't yeah. let her know i was going like it wasn't to... like totally out of left field no. though but it was just like her initial knee-jerk response was wait yeah. really and i was like yes but she had already said well, or, I mean, what as you probably described that so like oh she in the sense that she's awkward in the sense and that type of response well now you can always laugh about that moment exactly <laughs> the best engagement story ever that would have been a good reality tv little glimpse right there that we could have all just laughed at well uh disney truly is a magical place and the magic happened there um albeit a little bit funny but thanks for sharing um so our listeners, we hope that you enjoyed just a little bit of a glimpse into our lives. For all you out there, it is going to be a little bit of an interesting week with um, some of our other shows we normally do and or on Thursdays. Uh, but that is, as you know, the great day of turkey or in my life, family, food and football. So we may be doing that Wednesday. We may be doing it later. That's going to get a little bit interesting, but enjoy time with your family and friends for those of our listeners that are in the United States. Otherwise, for the rest of the world. I hope you are beginning to enjoy this great holiday season and we will catch you on the next one. Until then, bye.